This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. We're both glad that you're all there. And this is the podcast that'll never, ever end. Hi, Basement Bookerverse. Welcome to another episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast. And remember, we're going to try to keep things very positive. Because the minute things get negative, he might come. And we can't have him back here messing things up like last week. He got very angry, and some people got very, very sad. Aww. <laughs> All right, kids. Today, Rich the Riz is back, and boy, is he happy. Everybody, welcome Rich the Riz, the forgetful fox. Hi, everyone. I am here. I am forgetful, as anyone that listens to this podcast on a regular basis knows we have some news this week. Uh, I want to start, first of all, um, Dave Meltzer reported that Austin Theory was suspended by WWE, saying on Twitter that it was, quote, an unannounced suspension of sorts. Tom Kalohu, I guess, I don't know how to say that, Maybe on Twitter, Kahlua, like the drink. I don't think it is. It's C-O-L-O-H-U-E. Kalahue? Kalahue? I don't know. On Twitter, he speculated that it may be the result of uh, um, Austin Theory being named in the hashtag speaking out movement. No confirmation. Boy, when you say vague, that sure is vague. And for those of you that don't know what vague means is, it's uncertain, indefinite, or unclear character or meaning. Indeed, and that was vague. Moving on from that, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Excalibur wasn't on last week's Dynamite because it's been uncovered that he used the N-word in an angle in PWG in 2003. AEW management was aware of it, and he apologized for it shortly after it happened. Someone, I don't know who, the initial article that I read uh, sort of implied it was Excalibur's idea to stay off TV, but the sec- a second article noted that it might have been AEW management's idea. Um, but anyway, someone thought it might be a good idea to keep him off TV for a while so the situation could blow over, but the unexplained absence seems to have drawn more attention to the situation. Boy, sometimes you just – there's just certain words you just shouldn't say. Well, Like um, ninja. Right. Oh, hold on. I'm not up to that part yet, but um, so there, there was a race, the racial angle going on in PWG at the time. Kevin Steen was involved in it. Kevin Owens, as we know him now, um, along with two other guys that I have only seen like once or twice. I bet it was that ginger, Sammy Zayn. No, he was not associated with this storyline. It's true. He was, his name wasn't there. Okay. I can I can find the page. I can find the article and tell you what the other two names are if you want. Do you want that? I, I like. Do you want that? Usually, a journalist would have all the facts. But I didn't think that would that, be. 
I guess important. it's okay. Good. Moving on. Uh, it came out this week. Big news for the XFL. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Redbird Capital have bought the XFL for $15 million. So, go XFL. This is the due to those who actually visit the Basement Booker Facebook page. That's true. But in case... They're um, not five minutes after it was officially picked up by the Twitter sphere. So just mm. a reminder for everybody, keep it locked. Just go and see your, on your Internet Explorer or Chrome, which you should be using, and Firefox or Safari. Or cl- and click the star or whatever the hell and bookmark Facebook Booker's Facebook page because sometimes people get lost. I get it. And now you can't get lost because it's your favorite. Right. Don't forget, like and subscribe, hit that bell, and use creator code Basin Bookers in the V-Bucks store. There is no <laughs> stop giving out false information, Rex. <laughs> Because lies make baby Jesus cry, and we don't want that. Because then well, he's a baby. Babies cry all the time. Not the baby Jesus. Well, you don't know that. I do. I have it on good authority. Many, uh, many, many Sundays in Sunday school. Just stop the sin. Okay. Mm. Can't you see there's a tropical storm washing away the sins of man? Maybe if you behave yourself, hey, this wouldn't happen. Mm, droughts are bad, though, so... Yes, but too much of something is not good. True. That's how people drown and lose their livelihoods and power and their internet. Yes. Ours better not go out. Moving on. Chris Jericho announced he has a new band called The Wheel Blocks, which features Nita Strauss, uh, who's... I think she's done some a couple things for WWE, but also she's the guitarist for Alice Cooper. Phil Demmel from Machine Head, Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and Josh V from 3-6 Mafia. They have a single out on all platforms now, a cover of High Aces by Iron Maiden. 3-6 Mafia? Yeah. I guess they have a drummer. This sounds Josh like v. it might be terrible, but I'll I... give it a listen after this podcast. I'm willing to listen to anything, really. I'll post the link on the bookers. I have Apple Music, so I'm going to do it that way, and the basic booker first, and go ahead and head to the basic booker's Facebook page. And don't lie, because every time you say you're going to put something, it doesn't come up. It's not. Well, I was going to do it just now, so I wouldn't forget, but now you're telling me not to do it. Well, if you're going to do it right now, then I think it's important that you do so. But then I was going to move on to the next topic. Rich Riz, the forgetful fox, doesn't remember (laughs) to do things that he says he's going to. Indeed. Let me go do it. Since I said I'm going to do it, give me a minute. Let me search it. The one, how do I? Copy. Gotta move that. 
I don't like this new Facebook. There's a teaser for the song and video that I am posting now. Ooh, there it is. Cool. Last thing in the news this week is Marty Janetti. Marty the murderer. Maybe. You can't say that. It's alleged. Alleged. The alleged admitted almost murderer. So he posted – he made a post on social media. I don't know what social media platform this is from. It looks it's like it might be – Facebook. I, 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 did I share the picture with you? You did, but now I'm looking, I'm looking at something online because I didn't want to scroll through our texts. It's a Facebook. Okay. I'll leave it at that because I actually remember it. Okay. So – um, I don't Marty want to read Jeanette the entire. Going to use Facebook? Does he know everybody's on Twitter? I don't know. So I don't want to read the thing in his entirety. But essentially, why can't you tells... read the whole thing? It's kind of a lot. Oh, okay. So essentially, he tells the story of him being 13 years old, working at a bowling alley, um, and buying weed from a guy that works there. A not Who, nice word for gay people. Correct. What he, used. he did use a little three-letter word for something that they call cigarettes in England. Um, and he alleges that this man put his hands on him in, his, in an unwelcome manner, um, implying that we can sort of guess at what he what he wanted to do there. And he says, "quote That was the very first time I made a man disappear." They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. See, that's just that's just locker room talk, you know. Everybody, everybody in the locker room talks about just dis, dis, disappearing people. It's just locker room talk. So he elaborated on some of these details in an interview earlier this week. Uh, he clarifies that the two guys – that Marty and uh, this uh, bowling alley clerk worked together. They worked at the bowling alley together. Marty was 13. Um, so the front desk clerk – he didn't name him – was allegedly known for selling pot and sexually assaulting children. So he says – Marty says when he was 13, he met the guy in his car to make a transaction. So he's 13 years old and buying weed from this guy is the assumption here. He says, but the guy started touching him. The guy got angry when he tried to get out of the car. So the guy got out of the car and pulled Marty out of the car by his hair and shirt, dragging him to the back of the bowling alley, throwing him to the ground and trying to pull his pants down. Marty says, quote, there was a brick laying there. And that's how he got away, but he doesn't say whether the guy died or not, only that he wouldn't be bothering any other kids. Since the post, Columbus police are looking into the matter. Well, look, if you're 13 years old and you have to self-defense yourself by using a brick, then it's fine. 
because you're the victim and it's better to now, what better way to dissuade somebody from the molesting children by bashing their head in with a brick? It's a deterrent. I, I gotta say, there are not many better self-defense weapons than a brick. I have spoken about this repeatedly in the past. There's entire There's an entire episode called Bricky Royal Rumble. That all you need to win any fight is a brick and a steady hand. A steady hand and a brick. Sometimes not so much a steady hand. You really don't have to keep it steady. As long as it, hit, it hits the mark. Also, I don't condone any violence with a brick. Unless your life is in danger or whatever. Self-defense, minimal required force. This podcast is not an advice podcast. Just letting you know. Hit and run. <laughs> I don't want to be liable. You do what you gotta do, is all I'm saying in this world. And that is the news so far. I just want to say, I just saw a headline that Seth says about uh, Raw Underground. Quote, The greater good? It might end up being ridiculous in a good or bad way. I'm gonna say no kidding. He's just trying to justify everything he does. Maybe. So I I uh, had a question about Fozzie. Is this bad in addition to Fozzie, like when David Grohl was in Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah, this is just a separate thing. I I my guess is he had the opportunity to work with Nita Strauss and just jumped on it. That's your, that's just your guess. Yeah, because of other, other people in there that are pretty good. Right, but like. Like I've I I've heard of the Bam Machine Head. I know Avenged Sevenfold. And I've heard of Three Six Mafia, but like I don't know any of these band members. Nita Strauss is like fa- more famous on her own than any of the rest of them. Maybe, maybe it's just they they all decided to get together and do a thing. Could be. It looks like uh, some of at least some of the promo video that like they were just shooting. Uh, shooting like their own parts at home and submitting them, which is cool. A couple bands are doing that. Metallica did that recently. They have awesome. they're coming out with S and M too. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It looks awesome. It sounds awesome so far. Brother. So raw underground. Do you think this the whole thing is just something to get the uh, hurt business over more, or I am going? I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. The boy, there was a lot of lots of process. Like one, it was I felt like disappointed because they bait and switched us with this whole like which apparently the new faction is this retribution thing it's not whatever Shane's not involved in that Shane's thing is like a separate thing theoretically it bothers me about like what are you trying to do here like does so now 
I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to care about the matches that happen regularly on Raw, but they're not real. So why do I care? Like, I do, now the the way they describe Raw Underground is it has fewer rules. So it's not that the regular matches, the san- the sanction matches aren't real. They're just under stricter rules. Yeah, but they're they're it's supposed it's like the way that they showed it. It was how do I? It it wasn't good. It wasn't good fake fighting. Hmm. I they try to do it like it's a shoot. And like there's no there's less rules, but it just looks like uh just put the ropes. Yeah. It's like no ropes. That's it. It's no ropes and if the match is over when Shane says the guy's had enough. What? Apparently. Like, okay, so you're the referee slash host and I here's what I want. I want I want them I want them to double down. I want I want I want more desperate looking dancing girls. I want mm-hmm. I want it to look like they that they they look they have the right look because they're not supposed to be pretty. They're supposed to be regular women and this whole COVID-19 really messed things up for them. They're not pretty enough to be strippers and they don't have the athletic ability to do the stripper pole thing. So they lazily dance at uh Shane McMahon's uh bootleg fight club. Now I gotta say, this if there's potential here. There's but then it could also be one of those things where it's like they'll give it to us for a couple of weeks and then it's just disappeared. So it looks like to me they're gonna exist in their own space. It's like a spin. It's basically a spin-off of Monday Night Raw, on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if they're sticking to, because it felt like a throwaway line that MVP is taking this over. So the Hurt business now it's gonna be it's their shtick. It's like, cool. Listen, here's the problem. There's only one person in that faction that's a threat to anybody. Like. When MVP came out and beat somebody up, it was some skinny little bitch. MVP mm-hmm. is old. He's great at talking. But any young dude that actually can fight in an underground fight club can kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Lashley is the badass. He's actually has fight experience. I love, I respect the hell out of Shelton Benjamin. I always wanted him to do good stuff. But up until now, he's been doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to... Be- so, if this is a reset for all all of these guys, great. And here's what I want. I want I want Dolph Ziggler to keep showing up. Because, it, like, use guys that actually have shoot wrestling experience. You Dolph Ziggler's. I guess... That Viking Raider, he's a fighter now? Or I guess he just had nothing to do that day? Probably nothing else to do. Is that is that what's happening? I guess. And I can see it. I'm probably not the first person to say this, but I think there's a correlation from Nia Jax being suspended without pay 
to this thing coming up where it's supposed to be less rules and she's sort of embraced the fact that she's unsafe and hurts people. So she'll probably be like the female member of the Hurt Business. Which would make sense. At least to me. Cool. But what about Raw Underground in general? Like, first of all, the, I, like the, I tallest, said about, mm-hmm. the tallest, biggest dude, whose name I know I just Baba don't have. Baba or whatever. No, it's not Baba Tunde. It's No, the guard. Oh. The Why is he guarding? You should not have anyone guarding. You should welcome anyone come in and try and break it up so you can kick their asses. That's how I feel. It You know, it something in reality would be. I mean, like, yeah, they'll probably have – like, in reality, it probably would be a security guard. But otherwise, it's like – Come on in. Like, what did this guy do to, or what did uh, the Hurt Business do to this guy, I should say? Maybe he just let them in, dude. Sometimes you got to raise the fist. You know what I'm saying? What's right, that? but I'm fist. saying, like, what's he there What's he there to do? Just to fucking eyeball the PA that's bringing them food? Well, you don't understand what exclusivity means. Like, he might have had, like, a list. Like, only, maybe it's by invitation only. Like, we don't know that. It could be like, you know, not any, just any ham and nigger should be able to walk in there because if they get killed in there, then they're probably liable. Like, not just anybody can just walk in. Like, what if some underage dude walks in there? And that you have like a mass transit situation. I'm just mm. spitballing here. Like, you know, like, it's like, if not anybody could just come to Fight Club. Right? Well, you gotta know about it. Exactly. But, you know. You're not supposed to talk about it, so, you know? Yeah, so it was a little... It, for, first of all, it was a little bit of a distraction that it was a kind of a blatant ripoff of Fight Club. It See, here's the thing. It's not. It's more like... um. I don't know if you know about this, but Josh Barnett does a thing. Um, hmm. I forgot what it's called. Is but, it Bloodsport? Yeah. Or is that a movie? Something like that. He, It's kind of like that. And like Shane... He's a UFC fan, and he likes stuff like that. Like, I don't know if this is his idea, or maybe he would... It's, it sounds to me like he's having a conversation with his dad or something. He's like, you want to do it on TV? And he's like, well, not... It's great, you know? <laughs> well, well, well here's, here's, a bit, here's a nugget of information that didn't make the news. So the day... This week, there was an investor's call this week, I guess uh, quarterly or whatever. And right bef- the day before the investors call, Vince had a creative meeting, and that's where Vince said, we're bringing Shane back this Monday on Raw. My son Shane. Yeah. And I guess that's when the, the planning for Raw Underground started. So obviously, primarily, it's a ploy for ratings. Will it help? I don't know. They, Did it help? I don't know. They cheated. They they basically they threw in Shane and the introduction of a new faction as like all in one like threw it in like a ball, so people mm. could just speculate and they'll have to tune in because most people are like, oh yo, finally undisputed era. Most people were saying that, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't. <laughs> and then it's like, you get what that is. I'm just saying it wasn't. And I, I don't, I get why they did it to get ratings, but it, like at first I was upset 
and this is before you found out about it because I said they reported on WWE.com. I didn't want to spoil it for you. But it's like, what about the people that sat and suffered through Raw every week? And it's you could have given them a nice surprise. But no, it's like, let's make an announcement that something's going to happen just to get people to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I get why they did it, but I, don't, I, I, guess, I guess selfishly I felt kind of ripped because it's like, what the hell am I doing? Like, there's basically no, like, real payoff to anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, like... The hacker storyline got dropped. Yeah, they dropped that like nothing. Ali comes back, he just bumps for Lashley, and he didn't even make Raw. He lost to Riddick Moss on main event. Oh. Oh, that's bad. And it's... And you wonder why people, like are flocking to AEW because it's more of the same. Not- you can't take, yeah, you can't take a guy that was in line for at least a world title match and then job him out on main event. I mean, he can pretty much do what he wants, can he? Vince, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like, yeah, it's like welcome back, kid. Get, start punching that thump card, baby. Yeah, here's your win. Great. Now we're pairing you with uh, said Ricochet, and then go to main event and lose. Yep. To Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss, dude. He was the loser in that tag team. Moss and Sabatelli. Remember, um, the first time we saw him on Monday Night Raw, he was facing off against Ricochet. And a singles match. And I don't know about you, but I was under the assumption that Ricochet would just beat him. But not only did Riddick Boss beat him, he destroyed him. Oh, yeah. He had that thing with Mojo for a bit. Where, that, when Mojo was the 24-7 champ. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end, man. For Ricochet. Like, any any credible threat could have been to anybody. You see, the the tag team of Ricochet and Cedric could work. They just got to they just gotta put something behind them. It rarely works when you just throw two job guys together in a tag team. Especially when they're baby faces. Yeah, but Ricochet shouldn't be a job guy, though. Well, you know, Uncle Vince, he... Uh, he believes otherwise. Hmm. And it's like... Ricochet, so he flips around. Yeah, he basically he does that. And he just doesn't... For whatever reason, like sometimes... Like when you're the boss and you're like 70-something years old and there's all these different people, you probably only see the big people <laughs> like when you hmm. think about it. Like, like putting your attention to things, you know? And it's like, I get it, you know? And it, it sucks, but not everybody's gonna... Not everybody's gonna be the champ, you know? And not everybody's yeah. gonna be... Like, you really have to stand out. And just to be another gymnast doesn't really do it. Right. It's about storytelling. It's about being a superstar. Like, everybody wants to be... A great my critique is most and this is ignorant of me 
because I don't live in that world. But it's like what I feel, it's like everybody's interested on putting on a good show, but mostly not being like a star, you know? Mm -hmm. Shine bright like a diamond, you know? Everybody's busy trying to be liked on Twitter instead of just MJFing it or just, you know, being, you know, being that superstar all the time. Like, that's not there. And it's mm -hmm. also having to read scripts, and that doesn't help either. It's like, you're not reading it the way I want it to. And it's like, well, that's not me. Yeah. That's, that's... These aren't words I'd say, so I don't know how I'd say them. Yeah, it's like every... Like, there's many different versions of yourself to different people. So mm -hmm. it's like, you're not... Like, I'm, you know, of course, I'm talking like... I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm saying, but I'm just, I just want to say, like, I think to to pick up you on the trail you that you lost, particularly with social media now, there are literally millions of masters to serve. Forgive the phrasing, but that is a, that's just a turn of phrase, you know. Yeah, but the one guy that matters doesn't care about you. Right, and so you have to make Vince happy because he's the one paying paying your bills. And if you don't make him happy, he's going to put you on main event jobbing out. It's also he's stuck on, like, his thinking. I think it's still, like, the 90s or something. I don't know. It, you see, when you had something that worked, it's really, really difficult to let go of the formula. It's – you kind of have to – you have to gauge – what changed in the world, what changed in what your consumers are wanting, and change the formula to match that. And that's where the disconnect lies. Alright, so you alright. You have you have the pencil. You're supposed to fix everything. Fitz called oh, yeah. you up on Skype, he said, Rich, it's me. Fitz McMahon, and you're like, What? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> And then he's like, listen, I need you to fix this. What do you think I should do? You idiot. He said that, not me. Step one, give me time. Because step two... No, right now. Right. But step two is going to take some time. I think everyone that's a main star right now should be given two opportunities to off-the-cuff a promo. You bullet point them, send them out there. S say, hit on this and this and this point. Make sure you don't say this because we're waiting for next week for that. See what they can come up with on their own. Okay? Do that with the top guys. Whoever doesn't do well, you slowly transition them out of a top role, and then you give an opportunity to one of the not-so-top guys that has potential. See if they can fill that role. See if they can cut a better promo off the cuff than that guy. And you know what? First of all, that'll slowly transition the 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 lower card guys that deserve to be a top spot that can work the mic as well as work in the ring. That'll move them up. Obviously, storyline has to follow, which is why it's going to take time, maybe six months, maybe more. So first step is you got to understand it's not going to happen overnight. Second step, you give your talent the time 
to show their talent. We all know every one of them can work in the ring. Every single one of them. Better than anyone on the street, certainly. They, they all have training. They should be able to perform their craft in the ring because that is the main thing that they do as wrestlers. Second thing is they talk. They, they're a character. They act. So how well can they act? If that is how they're connecting with the audience, they need to be able to do that. And if they can't do that, bring them out. If you can't pair them with a manager like Lashley with MVP, then bring them out. Beyond that, just have, you know, once you, once you know who your top stars truly are, then you start booking some long-term storylines. Maybe some of them could be shorter, some longer, maybe some two months, some six months or longer. But know which storylines are going to be the longer ones and actually plan them out ahead of time. Sure, there'll be injuries and you're going to have to put something on the shelf, but that doesn't mean that when that person comes back from injury, you can't just pick back up where you left off. Of course, the other person, the one that's in the storyline not injured, has to have something to do, so you do something else with them. Maybe just have them hype the the feud that's still going. Continue the feud on social media. You know? I think it's coming out... I think Vince has to come out of his comfort zone of, we need to get ratings this week. And no, that's not how you do it. That, was, that wasn't exactly... That, that actually wasn't how... As far as what they tell us, that wasn't how they um, survived the Monday Night Wars. According to the show, they survived the Monday Night Wars by consistently putting out good product, by writing long term, by not just you know trying to win win this segment, win that segment, ratings. It was about the long term planning. WCW fell apart because they didn't have that kind of long-term planning. They were just booking week to week, trying to win the night, win the night, win the night. Winning the night isn't going to win the war, and it didn't. So it's kind of this old habit that Vince has to get out of. There you go. It's my idea. Completely, completely off the top of my head, in case you can tell. All right, here's what I do. First of all, first hour of Raw is going to be wrestling. It's going to be wrestling matches. Good wrestling matches. And mm. then you're going to have you, I want a new I want a new announce team. I want uh, uh, I want Stephanie McMahon. I want uh, Vince McMahon. Both on commentary. And it's going to be Stephanie trying to it's gonna be color, and Vince is gonna be the the play-by-play guy, talking about the trapezius. Uh, I want what a maneuver. <laughs> I want look look at us look at the size of the the uh, the delts and the uh, you know because he knows all about fitness. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's gonna be uh, I guess and uh, yeah he's gonna be the return of Face McMahon on commentary. The McMahon that I had no idea owned everything because I Wait, thought Jack does he have the blazer. Yeah, you can't do it without the blazer. <laughs> and he's gonna have the blazer, and then you're gonna and that's that's gonna be the dynamic there. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Triple H there too, but no, he sucks on commentary. We've seen this happen. 
Like yeah. he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> he's got he's got more important things to do. There, I'd have him on commentary. Uh, Storylines. Here's what I would do. I'd move Rhea Ripley to Monday Night Raw. I'd have uh, what's that? Raquel Gonzalez on Monday Night Raw. I'd have uh, who else? Uh, what's the name of that uh? That handsome lady that beat the shit out of Rhea Ripley, uh, Martinez. Mercedes uh, yeah, Martinez, Mercedes Martinez. I'd have her. She looks like a UFC fighter, mm-hmm. and she, I, I don't. I think it was her kick that busted Rhea open the hard way. I don't think it was uh, Dakota Kai's move. I think it was. Yeah, I was. I was wondering because I didn't. I couldn't spot when it happened. Yeah, at first I thought uh, Dakota Kai fucked up because it, it the, the it was a funny angle because it was at the corner mm-hmm. but then I'm like it's under her chin so maybe it could have been either one but for story's sake I hope it's Mercedes Martinez um, I'd have them there um, that's what I would have done now I don't know like storyline wise it's kind of hard because it's like there's not a lot of like there's not a lot I care about and it bugs me to no end that Dominic Mysterio has a match at SummerSlam against, love him or hate him, one of the best in-ring performers on the roster. You're mm-hmm. wasting him on a match with Dominic Mysterio. It's like, nepotism's bad when the heels do it, but when the faces do it, that's cool, it's cool, it's okay, he deserves it. And they're gonna, and Ricochet and Cedric aren't even gonna be on SummerSlam. I bet you. Okay. No, probably not. And Chad Gable is not gonna be on SummerSlam. Okay? So, you got three hours. You could have, like, intermittent, like, scenes of, if you're gonna still do Raw Underground, do it, like, in the second hour. Like, you, like, well, you could probably do it in the third hour. I don't remember how they did it this week. Was it the second hour or the third hour this week where they introduced it? Third. All right, third hour. So, I guess because it's later. So, like, it'll it'll feel like it's edgy even though it's, like, you know, whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's it's closer to midnight than everything else is. And, um, you know. Well, it's what, past prime time. Whatever. On the East Coast. Do, do whatever it is you're doing with that. Make sure you throw Nia Jackson there. Like, put women in there, mm-hmm. and, and you can have Nia Jax beat up a guy. Fine. I don't care. Because it's like, she's too dangerous for, for, for the women. Here she is. Because I think that's where they're headed, because she tried to fight that guy, and mm-hmm. like, she beat him up. So Pat Buck. And to Pat Buck's defense, like, he's not going to... If he beats up Nia Jax, what, what is he? He's a woman beater. Even if she's right. like the worst, he still mm-hmm. beat up a chick. That's yeah. that's the thing that always will plague you as a dude. It's like, all right, you beat the woman. Good job. You're so <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like, look, we're not, we're just basement bookers here, everybody. That's but all we're doing. I, I, variety is important. It's the spice of life, but also like. Try to find some kind of consistency on what you want the program to be. Like, I get it's supposed to wrestling's many different things to different people, but there needs to be, like, a line. Like, you can't have a serious segment 
like you can't have where at one point it looked like all right uh, right now you probably don't know what se you probably know what segment I'm going to talk about and it's the street profits versus mm -hmm. Andrade and the pervert Garza so Andrade and the pervert they're wrestling <laughs> against the street profits now street profits did a promo before the match and already before the match uh Montez Ford was acting funny like mm -hmm. they like he had the cup and he was like he was gonna drink and it's like this is something's weird here but they do the wrestling he's ultimate warrioring at the ropes mm -hmm. and then he passes out and I'm like that's a little on the nose which was the second time he passed out because remember it was two separate singles matches that they had First, he passed out while Dawkins was having his match, which distracted Dawkins, causing Dawkins to lose. And then Ford came in for his match, did a dive to the outside, came back in to celebrate by doing the warrior on the ropes, and that's when he passed out. See, here's the thing. Like, they don't know how to let things breathe. Because if they were smart, they would have zoomed the camera out just a little bit because Andrade was the closest one to Montez. He was on his knees in the ring, and he looked like he was concerned, like he was checking on him, which is like, oh, shit, this could be like if there was a live crowd, it's like, is this real thing that's happening? You know, mm -hmm. and then they go to the back and I'm like, oh, shit, is this serious? It got me. I'm 36 years old. I'm 37 years old. Mm -hmm. or 30, I don't know how old I am. I'm an old 37. man. <laughs> I'm 37 years old. And I'm, I'm like, is this is this a shoot? And then. The heels are laughing about it. It's like, okay, so it's not, it's not serious. Okay, it's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. Cool, great. It's like, <laughs> I, I just, I, and I, I told myself, what I did was I find if you're having a feeling that doesn't make you feel good, you just go into your happy place and you take that bad feeling and you step up behind it and you put your hand over its mouth. Until it gently goes to sleep. You stuff it into a trunk <laughs> and you toss it into the river of your mind and let it sail away as you sit in peace. So yes, it, I was a little perturbed, just as I was after the elect, the uh, Mandy Rose incident with those idiots, Johnny Drip Drip and The Miz. Just to have a subpar tag team match against Heavy Machinery that ends with an attack with two guns. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, just let something breathe. I, wait a week. Maybe you wait a week. Wait a week. Until next Monday for them to be like, oh, 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 and then it's something sinister. It's like, oh, so I guess they poisoned him. Or just put something in his drink. Mm. Like, Roofy. Not going to be any... Okay, and then it's like, why, why do they have the date rape club? Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Andrade has a guy. Oh my god, maybe Garza has a guy. That would Probably. make more sense. <laughs> we don't know that it was them that poisoned him, though. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, they haven't told us yet. That's your, that's your, that's your feeling about everything. Yeah, wait and see.
So, retribution. You called them ninjas. Well, they were they were dressed in all black with a hood and black masks. Well, I, just like the ninjas were. The first I, thing, I wasn't paying enough attention to really see that. Okay, those aren't like that's not ninja garb. That's just a black hoodie. I guess you don't pay attention to current events. Because it looks like to me that they're doing a poor man's Antifa gimmick, which is these freaking liberal bullies who dress up in masks and freaking throw crappy little explosives at things and basically just riot and turn things into something way wrong. Well, no, I hadn't heard about any of that. But it's been going on for a long time, and especially in Portland. So yeah, that's exact that that kind of stuff that they were doing, and also on SmackDown is pretty much what they do. All you gotta do is give it a quick Google search, I guess after the podcast if you want, and then you can text me and be like, "Oh, I see what you're saying," and it'll make sense to you. It's I believe the same it. Same kind of crap. I believe it. I'm like, why are they doing this? But here's the thing. So uh, on Raw, all we saw was I right, so so they attacked two, the Transformer. Right, two separate not things. Optimus first, Prime. Right, first of all, a Transformer, a power Transformer, is not going to be sitting in the middle of a parking lot like that. With cables going off in two different directions. You know, it's it. They put them against the wall for a reason, and that's to at least partially. Protect it from, you know, like, debris and freaking rain and the weather. It's well, not just going to sit in the middle there. Also, if you do, if it's like something for like a television production or they're making a show or something, it's mm-hmm. not just by itself. Right. Like, there's got to be like stuff around it, like other things for the, the shoot. Yeah. So... <sighs> They're like, oh, like I, I get it. You, you know, they're throwing little fireballs at it, so they don't want anything else to catch fire. Fine, but make it look real a little. Maybe put like a couple in a row. Have them attack the one. Why the one? Shouting inaudible crap. It's like, what are they even saying? I can't even hear them. It's like the freaking henchman Fortnite. Ah, uh, uh. yeah, it, 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 like. It was a nothing, it was a big nothing burger on Raw. Like, the only real impact they made was on SmackDown. Right, but even before that, so so Raw was hev- being heavily rewritten all the day of the taping. Whatever day the taping actually was. To the point where, I don't know if you noticed, so despite being recorded in Florida, and for the 10 to 11 o'clock time slot, it was daylight. During Shane's during the Raw Underground, you can see through the windows, and someone and during the MVP brawl, someone had opened the door to get out, and you can see it was daylight outside. So, a fix your editing. B on I guess either Monday night or Tuesday on WWE.com. They gave them the name Retribution. They said, oh, Retribution is here. They caused chaos on Raw. What are they going to do next week? Then SmackDown came on Friday, and that's when there were three references to them by name. Uh, during uh, the dirt sheet, uh, Jomo says, okay, Retribution, you're not scheduled tonight. And Miz says, I thought they were on Raw. 
Um, and then during the Cesaro Dorado match, the lights flickered and Graves said, you don't think it's retribution, do you? And then third time during the heavy machinery match, the lights flickered and Graves says, this isn't retribution again. It's like, you're just really driving it home, aren't you? You know why? Because it wasn't even fucking mentioned on Raw. I think it was on .com. Yeah, it was only on WB.com. But, like, they, they were originally supposed to have a big impact on Raw, but a lot of it got cut for Shane. So, that annoyed me a bit. It, it made it a little tough to follow, because, like, alright, I really don't want to go to WB.com. Like, why don't you just put it on Twitter? I didn't see it on Twitter. I still won't watch Raw Live anymore. Yeah. They they did it again to me. Like, because of what they were saying, I'm like, alright, this might be good. I fell for the trap. That's like, I can't, I'm not doing this, man. It's still not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not at all interested in these thugs, cause it reminds me of things I don't like in the real world. Mm-hmm. It's like, I watch this to get away from that. Like, I know about that. I know about what's happening out there. I don't need it here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's first of all, if you even look at these people, it's like they're not impressive. Like, like they're all dressed in black or whatever, but it's like they're just a bunch of vanilla midgets in black garb. It's like, what do I care? At least two of them are women. Good, because I guess it's okay that they beat up that poor woman mm-hmm. <laughs> on SmackDown. But it's like, okay, so. They're doing something different where it's three, I guess it's three guys and two girls. I don't know how many there are officially. It looked like there was five people. I don't remember. Definitely five or more. I'm not positive if it's only five. I don't think you should make something that big. I wonder if they're just going to do it where it's like aces and eights. Like you don't know who's in it until they (laughs) like let you know who's in it. Yeah, like that that actually would be cool. The guy that was yelling at the camera, I thought I recognized that voice from 205. I just couldn't exactly place it. I wish one of them was Dio Madden. He was in he was on Raw Underground. I know he was. That's why I know it's not him. Yeah. Also, he's like twice the size of them. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of I just remember saying that they're a bunch of vanilla midgets. Like Yeah. <laughs> And two women, which is okay because that's probably average wrestling women height. Right. Still taller than me, I'm sure. They're all about my height. And I could still call them vanilla bitches because a superstar is supposed to be larger than life. Mm-hmm. So, the debut of Retribution was a botch because... People were expecting better than, like, a glimpse of something. Yeah, and then it's they come in on really SmackDown. Anything. It's like Nexus... But you yeah. don't know who they are. Right. Like, Nexus did this already. So. Oh, they, Yeah, but they, it was less. They did it like they didn't use weapons and smash things up and go after announcers. They just circled the ring and beat up, I think, John Cena and CM Punk. Yeah. Um, but they also, like, ripped the ring apart, and these guys 
Oh, it took a chainsaw to the ropes. Yeah, but they did it with stuff. Like, Nexus just tore things up. Which is kind of cool when you think about it, because they have to, like, they probably put that ring together for for Raw that night anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think ideally they, I think they just leave the ring in place. I'm talking about Nexus. Oh, back then, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, let's, let's get out of here early later. Let's just start now. Well, might as well start now. At least hey, we're on TV, brother. Yup. Hmm. Brothers. So, sisters. yeah. So Jeff versus Sheamus and Corbin and Gable versus Riddle sort of cross paths this week. If they turn it back to Shorty, uh, Chad Gable without Shorty G, then this was all worth it. It might. He had different gear on Friday. Sort of, but it still had the Shorty G insignia crap. I didn't notice. I just saw that it was like different colors, like purple. Yeah, some some people don't notice letters, I guess. Oh, thank God. What? Well, as per usual, um, I was I I was actually playing Elder Scrolls Online while we were podcasting, mm-hmm. but then I threw on Fortnite. And the Marauders landed directly on top of me. <laughs> did did the impact kill you or? No, I lived. Oh, but okay. they're gonna shoot me to death. Anyway, back to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I guess you didn't notice that it still had the Shorty G branding. No, I didn't. But it's fine, I guess, because it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And if he if we could get more matches against like. Him and like Riddle and like freaking what's his name Gulak mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan eventually comes back. It's gonna be a while because you know the new baby and all. Mm-hmm. Like SmackDown is starting to turn into what it was back when we, we I used to go to your house. Mm-hmm. Wow, long ass time ago. And they still do the thing with like telling you what's gonna happen. Um, I thought Stephanie was going to announce that it was going to be Sasha Banks versus Bailey at SummerSlam. Like I was like, because she like she came up on the screen and it's like, it's like your best friend, and I it, like it slowed down in my mind. Mm-hmm. And opponent on Raw. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is Stephanie an authority figure now. She's always been an authority figure. So where has she been? Uh, taking care of the kids, you know, doing Zoom calls with like women's groups or whatever. She's Stephanieing all about. She doesn't answer to you. No, but like, She's why now is she showing her face? She's a why? Why for this storyline? She helped usher in. Not really. The women's evolution, like the Bailey said it herself. Yeah, she took credit for helping usher in the women's evolution. Exactly, mm-hmm. but Bailey said it herself. Like, it was told to you. And it's like, I guess that's her thing. And it's like, also, it's like, it doesn't, it's not as fun, at least to me, to have the biggest heels in the company deal with a male authority figure. Mm-hmm. It's better if it's the most annoying female authority figure after Vicky Guerrero but one who actually has some kind of power 
and no one ever gets anything up on ever. Right. Except for Vicky Guerrero when she like mud wrestled her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the hell that was. Um, was it pudding? Probably. I think we talked about this last week too. We just can't get it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, I thought that was good. I, like I didn't ask why. You know, I don't care. Like sometimes you don't need to ask why. One, you're not gonna like the answer anyway. It's yeah, like, that's it. just that for not? months. For months, there just hasn't been an authority figure. Ever since, you know, the McMahon family, including Triple H, announced, "Oh, okay, we're we're gonna listen to you guys now." And all right, see ya. Yeah, and then well, they were just done. They stopped listening. They first of all, that stopped quick. Oh yeah. So much like it, basically, it has. To, it's not in canon. It's just no longer canon. Never it's happened. Been phased, it's been phased out. Right. That's what happens. Once people start to forget about something, it gets phased out. Like the hacker. Like GTV. Just phase it out. Didn't happen. I think the hacker and GTV is the same guy. I don't have any proof. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely the same guy. For the sake of the podcast, I think this is breaking news. <laughs> it's like a lot of time you save yourself a lot of frustration when you just, just choke it out. Put it in a trunk and dump it into a river. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about it. Sometimes you gotta Marty Janetta eat things. <laughs> you know, you gotta dump it right into the Chattahoochee River. Chattahoochee, what a name too. Just, it's, but it's like what a name, but it's like yeah, that's what it would be called, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, where else would a guy like this be from? <laughs> if you're from there, and if you're a fan of the Basic Bookers podcast, we are cool with you being from wherever. And I know someone that might want to buy you moonshine. And speaking of being from wherever and weighing whatever, what'd you think of the uh, debate with uh, the return of Eric Bischoff? Well, his debut in AEW, but return to wrestling stuff of Eric Bischoff. That was interesting. I, I feel like that was a pretty big get. Um, I'm pretty sure he had said that he kind of didn't want to be affiliated with anything anymore i don't know if he's going to be there long term like because vicky was only there just like as like a one since once or twice off and then she eventually you know signed on to be nyla rose's manager um because she kind of got the bug again mm-hmm. um i was reading an interview with her and she said that like she's she likes that she can have creative input and her and nyla rose actually sat down and were both just spitballing idea after idea after idea at at each other and they were like holy shit we could really make this work so i mean it's good that a, a company like AEW, they allow for that kind of freedom they kind of have to a little bit they do a uh, lot of things cool which is kind of like punk rock you know yeah but sometimes they do things where it's like sometimes you need the mcmahon formula but you know what i'm saying it's like if only they could just get the thing right yeah but it's like it's they're just starting so there's I think a lot of it is like sometimes they do they do blood just for blood's sakes, but most mm. time it's like it's an accident because of how they work. Yeah. So, um, like with that uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, remember? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, but so the Bischoff thing, because that's what we're talking about. I don't want to get too far off. The Bischoff thing. I don't know if it's a one-off or not. I hope it's not. I don't know what kind of role I would put him in if I were them. Maybe. A, maybe like a pseudo authority figure. I think it was a one-off. 
like even JR pushed his he gave him a little promotion for his podcast. Yeah, eighty three weeks. Eighty three weeks, everybody. Yeah. Um but 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 for me as a fan from back in the day, that was really cool to see. So back on TNT. Yup. Um but the the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara thing. So supposedly Guevara couldn't find a, the right chair and just grabbed the wrong chair, which apparently was heavier. Ooh. And I think like um, I think like Taz said, kind of like a leg just caught him. Uh, he's had experience, he says. So. Yeah, but but supposedly. Um, Guevara got a lot of heat backstage because, like, if your job is to find a chair, you find the right chair. Yeah, like I'd rather not do the chair spot because I couldn't find the right chair than almost kill somebody. Right, but uh, you know, to, not in that he almost of, killed him. I'm exaggerating. Yeah, but in like in defense of Sammy Guevara, a, you know, he's gonna block the chair. B, if this chair is a little heavier than that chair. He's still going to block it anyway, right? And see, I'm pretty sure when they teach you how to throw a chair at someone's head, they don't say, listen, make sure you use this specific type of chair because that specific type of chair is a lot more dangerous. Yeah, but even if you block a chair, it's still hurting you. Sure, but it it should be hurting your forearms. Yeah, you know, it's still bad for you. Like if I hit you with a chair and you block it with your forearm, you're going to be in a lot of pain. Right. But you know I'm going to block it with my forearms. You? I don't know. Maybe. For it to hit his forehead, to me, that almost sounds like Matt's botch for not fully blocking it. I don't know. Having it thrown at him, maybe it was – maybe it came at him a little different. Maybe – because of the weight difference, maybe it's distributed differently, so it tumbled in air different than he expected. I don't know. All I know is I don't I don't think that there should be a lot of heat on Sammy. Grab the wrong chair, live and learn. Matt's a veteran. If anyone knows that shit happens in the ring, it's Matt Hardy. Yeah, but it's not like they he, they're saying he's the one who has heat on him. Right, I know that's, but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think management should really be that upset with him. Like it's, maybe, maybe it's the cons that are upset, and maybe they just don't get it that you know this kind of thing just happens. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like they're on TV, and they like you because you you make this argument for WWE all the time. I don't know why you can't make it for them. It's like they have advertisers, and it's like if something happens like that, where it's like this is not what we paid, we're paying for or whatever, they could lose advertisement. That is true, but WWE is PG. They're marketing themselves as PG, so you know you're not going to get that amount of blood. AEW is not marketing themselves as PG. Yeah, but they, I, I think they might have like a limit. It's like, listen, only Cody, because he has, <laughs> he has a real, he has a real thing. Uh, hmm. Brandy tells us that uh, he won't make love to her unless she punches him in the mouth, and it's got to be stiff. He's got to draw blood. <laughs> it, just, it is what it is. We we have to accommodate him. It was in the negotiations, actually. It's a weird fetish. It's, it's a weird, weird It's fetish. a weird thing. We don't judge here on AEW. Mm-hmm. Except by calling it weird. Except by calling it... No, I said AEW. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't judge. We do. Um, we do here. 
But yeah, that was that was cool. I don't know what Matt's trying to get at by saying, you know, the fans want just regular old Matt Hardy. Like I never said that. I never said that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone ever said that. I think he said that. I think so. That sounds about right. Weird. The real weird, wacky world of professional wrestling. Mm. Anything else in particular that we got to hit on? Because we had... Uh, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai. Well, we didn't finish talking about the debate thing. Uh, the thing about that that was cool, that was kind of weird for me. It's like, I think there's a reason that Cassidy doesn't talk. Like, cause, like, that was interesting with the global warming thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it was a mouthful. Like, did he have paper in front of him? He had to have. Probably. He was looking down. Yeah. I was thinking, it's like, it's a lot. Also, I mean, could be why he was wearing sunglasses, too. Make it more difficult to tell that he's looking at paper. Yeah. But, um... He was so... But, like, when he was, like, not saying anything, you let Jericho just blow his top the whole time. Mm-hmm. And how, like, how embarrassing it's gonna be for Jericho when Arn Cassidy beats him. Mm-hmm. And or when Jericho said Cassidy was playing pocket pool. <laughs> <laughs> and how, like, Bischoff said he never liked him, or Jericho said he never liked him, never liked yeah. Bischoff, and Bischoff's like, I'm well aware of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such greatness. It was all great. Everything about that segment was great. Yep. Um, Orange Cassidy, yeah, he rushed through his lines. But, but yeah, who cares? It's the first time he spoke, and we're happy. No, he spoke it before. Like, I guess it was a backstage thing when, um... When it was, uh, it was Kenny Omega, the greased up guy, the uh, Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, and they were trying to steal. They were trying to be like they should be the best friends, and mm -hmm. the best friends and them had a match. Like the winner gets the 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 name best friends, but they mm -hmm. lost, so the best friends keep their name. Right. He, I don't remember him. That he was in that. He he said like one or two words. Yeah, I don't remember him speaking then, but um. Good stuff. Well, you not remembering is Part not the new. Right. It's not new. It is not news. It just happens. Yeah. But freaking Hager knocked his spirit, knocked freaking Cassie's spirit out of his body. Yup. He is dead. Like... <laughs> When after that Judas effect hit him and he was like laying there, his eyes open, I'm like, mm -hmm. how you do it? Yep. Cardona and Cody with the radio silence, formerly known as Rough Rider. I I like Zack Ryder, you know, <laughs> or Rick Cardona, whatever, Rich, whatever his name is. Was it Matt. Matt. Matt Cardona. Mm -hmm. He needs a better name than his actual name. <laughs> Joey like Cardona? It. I don't Tony. like it. Tony. Tony Cardona. Tony Cardona. I don't know. Who can Let's stop the you. path of cage? Let me tell you what I, Vince Russo, could do with Tony Cardona. Okay. There you go. No. I would take Tony Cardona, right? 
and I'd somehow get his girlfriend, Chelsea Green, to come on AEW. Maybe we'll put her in a mask so they don't know who she is, so she doesn't get fired. And we'll have them do a live sex celebration with her in the mask. Sounds like that's something you want. Nah, I don't want, I don't, I don't need to see. I think you but, might be using, uh, Russo as your avatar. Until it works. <laughs> nah, I, I had nothing prepared. I just came up with that and I'm like, alright, so yeah, that's something that Vince Russo would write. You think so? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then we'll have Cody and Brandy come interrupt thinking they could put on a better sex celebration than they could. Man, that's got to be an on-the-spot type thing. Like, imagine you had to do a live sex celebration. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Yeah, right. There's people out there watching me, objectifying mm. me. It's like, just strange. I mean, it had to have been, like, really weird for Lita. I guess oh. Edge was... No, Edge, I think he spoke about it, like, being nervous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, probably, probably didn't want freaking Matt Hardy to snipe him. What do you think of the 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 match that Big Slow had with uh, uh, Reba or whatever? I uh, was that calling her. Yeah, Reba Rebel. Um, it's obvious that part of the story is that Re- uh, Rebel is out of ring shape. Uh, she still looks good for 40. Um, which I'm shocked she's that old. But, um, yep, yeah, I, I, I'm not, yes, Swole, Big Swole is swole. in very good shape. She's not swole. She's not muscular. She's fit. She's strong. But, like, I don't see bulging muscles on her. You don't have to be bulging to be swole, son. Yeah. Dude, that's like the definition. That's wow. the definition of it. It's because you swole. It comes from swollen, like looking like it's bulked up. I think you're just splitting hairs at this point. I am. It bugs me. It bugs me. It's always going to bug me. I know it is, but you saw, you got to let some things go. Fine. As far as the match they had, obviously it was to um, put over that Rebel's not an in-ring talent at the moment. Uh, that she's not quite in ring shape at the moment. Um, and Swole is the real deal. And now she's going to get her hands on Dr. Dr. Baker. DMD. Dr. Britt Baker. Let me tell you what I think about that. That's not my yeah, it's my thing. I got, I got, I got, I got years listening to Aunt Mary on rants. That'll do it. Yep. It's getting really warm in here. I gotta say. Well, welcome to my world. NXT, let's go. Come on. NXT. Pat McAfee. Right. Let's let's get into it. Let me guess. Okay. You hated it. I don't hate 
it. I hate him. And I hate the fact that he is going to have a match at TakeOver. Yeah, but at the same time, he's going to beat up Adam. Adam Cole's going to beat him up. Fine. But Adam Cole could be doing better things, like beating up actual wrestlers. Right. Like who? I don't know. Find Champa. Where? Hashtag Find Champa. They should have like a milk carton with his stupid head on it. Supposedly, creative has nothing for him right now. Apparently. Like, all right, so it's Ron SmackDown. Put him somewhere. Got two other shows. SmackDown. He's too damn talented to be sitting home doing nothing. Well, apparently the powers that be back to differ, sir. Yeah, Vince has other things going on like Raw Underground and ninjas and people slicing his ropes and graffitiing things. Um, and stupid fireballs. Uh, Pat McAfee, he sucks. He sucks on commentary. Yeah. I think it was a little over the top saying with with uh, Beth Phoenix saying that she thinks he's being very unprofessional and she stops like commentating. I think she left or she was still there. I thought she well, she was she wasn't there. She oh yeah, out. right. But <laughs> she, like she shut her Zoom or whatever. It's like just mute him. Like what are you talking about? Like, you don't have to listen if you're not even there. Yeah. And what did, what did McAfee say at the very end? Uh, I don't remember. You take notes. Da, 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 da. He tells Cole he'll always be a tiny little bitch. Oh, yeah, he, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And then Cole dives across the announce table, and he hits a punt to his chest or face, and I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell which. That, yeah, which is a great move for a guy that kicks. Right. I like that that uh, continuity. So here's how I'd write it. Eventually. Not eventually. Um, after TakeOver. McCa- have McAfee back, right? But have Randy Orton come out and say, you know, normally I'm the legend killer. But I'll make an exception just this once for you, McAfee. And he hits the RKO and then punts him. Then we never see Pat McAfee again. He's not a legend, but... I'll exactly, that's what I'm saying. All yeah. right, I was just go saying right. what you were saying to let right. it sit. Right, You're just like the WWE. You just can't let things sit for a little bit. You have to go straight in. Now, what I'm going to do is... <laughs> I'm going to stand behind it. And I'm going to just gonna stop the bleeding. Uh, throw it in a trunk. <laughs> dump it in the river. Chattahoochee. So anyway, like I was trying to say, I hope I hope Pat McAfee beats the living hell out of Adam Cole because I also think that he's a little man who's perched on the shoulder of giants, and his daddy HBK is not going to save him from the booty whooping. He's going to receive from a podcaster, former uh, kicker guy. Right. Former kicker guy. How, how long do you think 
the match is going to be. Six minutes. Wow. Six to ten. Wow. Max. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure, but I think it'll probably be at least fifteen minutes, just to piss you off. It will piss me off. I, look, he's he's played football. He can go. He's he, he can stay. Like he's gonna have some staying power. What fighting or combat experience does he have? What combat experience do most of these guys actually have? Not everybody is Kyle O'Reilly, okay? True. <laughs> Not everybody's Matt Riddle, okay? Uh, we we just finished like I think twenty minutes ago talking about gymnasts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so don't go there, sir. <laughs> right, but at least these guys have pro wrestling experience. It's about stamina, you know. Punters, I don't literally do one play at a time. It doesn't matter. They stand still... in a spot, catch a ball, take two steps, and kick the ball. You still a football player? It's the same training. You need to stop being disrespectful. Is it the training? It is. Everybody goes to the camp. Every everyone goes through camp. Everyone trains. Everyone goes to the practices. You better lay it. You better lay off before <laughs> Pat McAfee takes time out of his busy life to illegally cross state lines, smuggle himself into New York, and beat the shit out of you. He better friggin quarantine himself two weeks first. All I, I just want to say, I'm a Norton guy, not McAfee. Just no saying. one is a McAfee guy. Right. That Nobody, if you have to sneak into somebody's computer through an Adobe uh, uh, Flash upgrade, you are not a worthwhile antivirus. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Never have I accidentally got Norton Antivirus on my computer. No one's ever <laughs> saying, I didn't ask for this Norton Antivirus. How'd this get here? Mm-hmm. It's always, when did I get McAfee Antivirus? What? Oh, I forgot to uncheck it. Exactly. Stupid thing. So, um, of course, Imperium won because of the distraction, and that's right. fine. And poor camera guards felt the wrath. Mm. Of Keith, like I, I love that half the time Cameron Grimes is walking around as if he's like twice as shit. big as he actually is. Yeah, I like him a lot. He reminds me of like uh, he's like a cartoon character come to life of yeah. what you think a wrestling heel would be mm-hmm. in the territory days. Yeah, he's great. He's he's that dude, but. The, if you want to talk about storytelling, like the part where he's on Keith Lee standing in front of him and he's trying to like claw himself up to like stand up and then <laughs> he just gets spirit bombed to the end of time. <laughs> like Keith Lee doesn't mind putting his face in your junk if he's going to drop you on your back through space. And just matter of factly like, like King Kong just beat bitch Godzilla. Just sit there, just wait for the three count. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights from NXT I'd bring up is uh, that match. Rhea Ripley doing what she do. 
I love a good standing drop kick. I don't care mm-hmm. who does it. If you can do a standing drop kick with friends. Uh, Dakota Kai, uh, fighting Io Shirai at, uh, TakeOver was the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, uh, give me Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez next week. Yup. Give me. That's money. And I guess the Robert Stone brand is, uh, gonna be a serious threat now, or? I think so. Mercedes means business. At least one of them does, like. What's that? Aaliyah, her name? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, but, oh no, NXT was, was cool. You know who would benefit? And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Guys who would benefit from being on underground. Timothy Thatcher would just yes. wreck people. Mm-hmm. On your Larkin too. Yeah, well, only luck and got his ass kicked by Carrie Cross backstage, but he did have a trip. No, that backstage. was Danny Birch. Are you sure? They told us, yeah. Oh, the trunks, man. But they look mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, one has American flag, one has British flag. Well, listen, it's not like they zoomed in. The dude You're was correct. laying on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was Logan at first, too, when right. they told us. All right, good, good. But I uh, thought, uh, hmm. I thought Keith Lee accepted the challenge. Like, why is he talking? Why is Karrion Cross talking about the hard way? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Keith too many, too many rewrites. NXT though. Sure. You're just making excuses. This I, is what happens when you, you overheat. Think... You just don't want to have a conversation. No, no. So, so do you think it's more likely Karrion Cross's fault, or do you think it's the writers' fault? I think it's like a crossed wires. Like, or maybe that was taped at a different, I don't know. It's just annoying. Like, consistency would be great. Especially with a serious angle like this. Yeah, but ultimately, you use the key word there, taped. So, it's the editor's fault for not fixing it. Yeah, or they could have just forgot about like a week ago. Either way, someone should have fixed it. Yeah, because like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm getting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure Keith Lee cut that promo last week. Last week, Keith Lee cut the promo on the cross guy, okay? Mm-hmm. And bro, this guy, he looks like a million dollars. And he's there in the ring, and he says he wants to face Karrion Cross, man to man. Okay, and I thought mm-hmm. that was that was a thing. I thought that's it. Is it because he didn't say it's for the championship? I mean, I thought it's implied because he's a fighting champion. Does he want him to say it? I don't know, maybe. What language was Scarlet speaking? It sounded like Portuguese. I didn't know she was Portuguese. Well, Put it on her. A couple weeks ago, Karrion Cross, I think he attacked Dijak backstage? And it sounded like he said something in Portuguese then also, but my Google Translate didn't on my phone didn't recognize it. Interesting. It's good that you I try I tried a few times. Good that you tried to get it translated. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Great great stuff. Um it it sounded like Portuguese. And I've heard lots and lots of Portuguese in my life. Oh yeah, I know. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Uh great. Um was there anything uh 
we wanted to uh, discuss. Is Shada Baszler a face? No. Okay. That's just question. Ha- just have her rip Nia Jax's arm off and I'm happy. Next question. Coked out Shane McMahon next week. Yes or yes? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> like I said, I want, I want the, I think it's, you know what it was reminded me of? I was thinking about the character from Glow. The, the guy that like, um, runs, like he's the owner, like he's, he's the money mm-hmm. of the thing. Was it Bash? Yeah, Bash. Sebastian. Like, just have like him, like, Shane's like coked out. He's just trying to do like he knows Raw is having bad ratings, and he's and it, and he's like, look, Dad, come on, I got this great idea. But you know, and I know from what I understand, as someone who's never done cocaine, anyone that does cocaine with another person, they have to try to make a business, and they always come <laughs> up with an idea, and they always have these big ideas. So he's like, his coke that old brain is like, what if UFC put WWE under the ground? Underground is cool, right, Dad? Like, I don't, I don't have to. But what do you got to lose? All right, just do whatever. Just go, <laughs> do whatever you want. Shut up and go away. And like, I'm telling you, man, do what you gotta do to get his eyes all red. Get him like super jazzed up. Like, just have him like the hurt business is running things, and it's like they they keep Shane like from annoying them by just giving him cocaine. Like he'll be like like his face on like they'll have like a makeshift bar like in that little fight area thing and it's like he lifts his face up and it's just like white powder under his <laughs> nose <laughs> I don't care just make it happen have mm-hmm. him look like two like not that good looking women it's like I pay for this time <clears throat> that'd be great so William Regal does he did he just home? did he record all his promos at once or does he just wear the same thing every Wednesday it's his Wednesday best. <laughs> it's his Wednesday best. <laughs> oh man! It's like it's yeah. like it's four times now. Yeah, you know what? It's a good question. I wonder if they're like, all right, today we're gonna take care of all of this stuff for this angle. Mm. So we need you to say this, say that, and this. It's like because I guess if like, listen, if you get all your work done in one day, we don't have to pay you anymore. Yeah, but like, <laughs> just at least you know maybe a shirt change. How long does it take to change a shirt? I don't know, man. I, I I didn't wrestle for like 30 years, so maybe it's hard to lift your arms after maybe. a while, you know. So that reminds me, Dexter Loomis, apparently, you know, they're telling his us, ankle, apparently, something. Yeah, th- this looks like this was the plan all along, because that was like a quarter second of Dexter Loomis like stretching his ankle. That sucks, though. But then again, like accidents be like that. True. It could be that, it could be COVID, could be, I don't know, it could be Me Too, and I missed it, I don't know. Look, just because he looks like that kind of person doesn't mean <laughs> he is, Rich. We don't like to judge people on appearance, it's not nice. Listen, all I know is, he put Roddy, he put the Undisputed Era in the trunk, and it didn't seem like that was the first time he had done so. Or he's just that Allegedly. kind of actor, mm. which is what a lot of... Which is, bro, which is what a lot of these guys are. Actors. Who could stop the path of Cage? <laughs> Do you notice, like, 
Taz was getting hot at some points with Shivani, but then like he was able to like intelligently play it off because he's upset that Cage mm. and uh, Starks were banned from the building. Yeah, it was great. We gotta we gotta talk about that Darby Allen John Moxley match. We almost like didn't even talk about the main event, which was a title match. World Championship. Did they? I think they called it the World Belt. Maybe. Which is weird, but okay. I guess because Vince doesn't like belt, they think he watches. Uh, world <laughs> title, title belt. World belt. So they tried to cost Mox the match because Morgan J. Freeman, <laughs> MJF, <laughs> uh, has a match against Moxley, and of course he'd rather wrestle the 150-pound emo kid. Right. Which is, you know, is fair. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of his weird Moxley mask when he came out? Is that, that was interesting. Is that him saying that he's young? He's like young Moxley? Um, I think so, and sort of trying to get in Moxley's head by saying, listen, if you beat up on me, you're beating up on yourself. Yeah, because it's like, you're the one in the way of you mm-hmm. getting somewhere. That's another statement. That's good, too. Um, that you're holding yourself back. Well, I think it was Matthew from Botchamania. He had a post talking about the positives or whatever that uh, match with um, Darby Allen and Moxley was like the movie Looper. Have you ever seen the movie Looper? Who are you asking? Okay, so even if you did see it, you forgot. <laughs> so in the, in the movie stars Bruce Willis and... Uh, What's that idiot's name from Third Rock in the Sun? He's, he plays the kid. Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, kid? No, I don't know the kid. I know the other guy who... French, something French. French, French Stewart. Stewart. Uh, yeah. He was in the last Batman movie, but you didn't see that one either. Correct. Anyway. Two for two. This idiot. <laughs> and he plays the younger version of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. In this movie, what they do is uh, a looper is like a person in the past like they send they throw people they throw people into the past and have them murdered right to to okay i i remember the, i remember the premise of the movie okay, so, so Bruce Willis is sent to the past to kill himself no or his he's grandfather. sent to the past to be killed by his younger self oh okay. it was to okay. get rid of him mm-hmm. but that's how they you find spoiler for an old ass movie but that's how they get rid of loopers, is they have them close... It's basically to close the loop kind of thing. So they have him... He's supposed to kill his older self. Because then if you die in the past, you're just a John Doe. Because you're not even born yet. There's no way to like connect it or anything. Unless you're killed by yourself. You know what I mean. They do, you right. do things to the body. Yeah, yeah. But yeah... Like, they don't know who the person is because you're never supposed to take the thing off their head. Like, you don't see who it is. Like, you just shoot them. I didn't know there was a thing on the head. Yeah, they send them back with, like, a sack. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's the point. Like, basically, that Moxley is the older version of Darby Allen and vice Mm. versa. Yeah, so that match and, like, the mask. More blood. Yeah. It worked. It worked on a bunch of levels. Uh, what blood was there in that match? I don't remember. Uh, I think Moxley got cracked with the world belt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. At the very end. 
but there was so much. I thought it was Darby Allen's blood too, but I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell with these things. Yeah. I don't even write. I don't even type in my notes blood anymore, really. Yeah, because it's AEW. Mm-hmm. A lot of Dark Order matches start AEW. They should, since they like to name shows, they should have called it AEW Dark Order. Yeah. Next, Next week, week is, is the tag thing, right? Appreciation night. Yeah, and they got a singles match. Um, since neither of us watched uh, Dark, uh, Dyla Rose and uh, what's that? Cameron. I don't know what her AEW name is. Ariane Andrew. Yeah, they lost, so mm. they're not no longer in the cup tournament or whatever. That's all I know about that. I don't know what happened. I didn't watch it. I think I think I think they faced TJ, Tanara and uh, Anna J. Well, they won. Mm-hmm. So they're moving on. Uh, yeah. But was that on dark or was that on the? No, they. I just said. Sorry. It was dark. Okay. It wasn't okay. on the main show. No, but like, cause they had on Monday they had a show also for uh the this tag tournament on the YouTube. Isn't Sep- Monday separate for AEW uh, Dark? No, Darkest Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. That's, they had a separate night to debut the tournament. I don't watch I, YouTube. Okay. Right. I watch I watch YouTube for other things, not freaking extra dynamite. <clears throat> dynamite extra. Yeah. Break back shotgun Saturday night. That's raw underground. That's what happened. That's what happened. Vince was like, I want Shotgun Saturday Night back. It's like, we don't have a show for Saturday. Well, do something. Then, then Shane's like, hold my beer. <laughs> oh, I hate those memes. You don't like the hold my beer? Nah, it's silly. You hate everything. You know what you need to do. You need to get behind it. Put it to sleep. Put it in a <laughs> trunk. And throw it over the lid. Down the Chattahoochee River. Whatever you could call the river of your suppressed emotions, whatever you want. So Chattahoochee. So are we experiencing a double turn on Friday night SmackDown? Between whom? Rich, you don't even play Supercard anymore. Are you not even paying attention to SmackDown? Because last week, The Fiend abducted a woman. And then brings her back on Friday like nothing happened. She just appeared in the mm-hmm. ring like nothing happened. And then Strowman is on the screen. And he says he doesn't give a damn about Alexa Bliss. And I he's think... in his mm-hmm. deep, dark, like, evil voice that... The, it, it, once again, the fiend has done it, where he has retur- returned uh, a character to their baser selves, taking them to the darkness, and now he's embracing the monster. Hmm. And it sounds like he's now a heel. Well, with Braun saying like he, a heel promo, with Braun saying he doesn't care about Alexa, I think he was doing that so that. Bray, the fiend, 
would think that he won't get anything over on Braun by hurting Alexa, so maybe he'll stop. I don't know, man. I think you're thinking a little too deep. No, I think you thinking it's a double turn is thinking a little too deep. I think it's a double turn. Braun, Braun's angry. He also – well, if, did you notice that Alexa Bliss, like, stroked the Fiend's face? His scar on his mask, specifically. Yeah. I, I really think there's something here, and when I'm proven correct, and you could submit to my brilliance next week on this very podcast, and I'm going to take this clip and put it into that episode, and then you will, you will bask in my glory. I think this is, I think that's what's going to happen here. Because it's, if it really felt like he's just evil now. Braun Strowman. I think you should also rewatch that promo. I only watched it a little while ago, but that doesn't matter. I think <laughs> you're right. I think um, see, because right now we're only seeing Braun interact with the Fiend, so we don't know how he's going to be after this feud. I don't know, man. Like I said, the Swamp did something to him, and like he said. The monster. He doesn't care about anything. Now he's the baddest son of a bitch to ever walk the earth. That's right. That's right. Poor Otis. Poor waste of the money in a bank briefcase. <laughs> Otis, Otis. In a way. Otis. He'll be the first guy to time out with the money in the bank briefcase. He's like. He's like every hillbilly who wins the lottery. <laughs> like, that's why it's always better for a heel to have the briefcase. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're witnessing the point, the case in point. Mm. It's like, you know, I was thinking, I would have loved it if Asuka cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase on Becky Lynch when she was going to announce her pregnancy. Yo. It's like, by the way, I'm pregnant, so <laughs> I don't want a rematch. <laughs> no, you can't hit me. <laughs> no, like, I be- Becky's that much of a badass that she'd just do it. <laughs> Like, come on, how far along is she? You know, she yeah, Paige, Paige's mom was five months along. Exactly. You could have had her Oscar lock her out of nowhere. Yeah. And it would have been fine. It's like, whatever. Anyway, we can't go back. Correct. But then again, she'd be a heel, and that's not what they wanted. Right. It's like, you can't. How do you turn somebody's face after they choked out a pregnant woman? Granted, she didn't know at the time, but she still would have done it anyway. She'll like, say that's how I would have played it in hindsight. She'll say it wasn't my fault. Well, it's not, well, I guess it's like then it's like you know Seth would be. Oh no, but then you could play it off that Seth didn't know either. It'd be a big mm. surprise the week after. It's yeah, like, right. That's what he's missing. The thing that's missing is I I figured it out. Hmm. It's those magic words. Anything can happen in the WWE, and you're not doing that anymore. Right. Anything is not happening. Okay. These Retribution guys kind of wrecked SmackDown. Yeah, but like I said, for me, it's it's too close to what's really happening in the world, and I hate it. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. It's, I, I know I have to wait and let it breathe, but the way it looks now is just a bunch of silly, bunch of thugs 
and bullies with weapons who think mm-hmm. they know better, and they don't. Well, supposedly their um, motivation is they want to cause chaos and disrupt the current management, but that it has nothing to do with current politics. Sure, because that's not what it's they. Yeah, but considering considering Vince only just now saw a Fight Club, maybe he's he doesn't realize it actually is current politics. Most people a, aren't you, dude. It's it's he knows. Mm-hmm. He's got him. Like he his wife is pretty active. Like I know she's I don't think she's like working for the administration anymore, but she knows shit. Mm. Like she's she's politically active. I'm pretty sure. Anywho, uh, I'm dying. <laughs> no big E match this week. You know, had a promo. Doesn't matter. I want. I want him wrestling every week. I want to beat people up. I want him to 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 uh uh to just squash people. You know, mm-hmm. I want it. And I need to have it. The rumor is that he is going to eventually face AJ for the IC title. That's going to be some funny promos. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. I want him to give AJ Styles that thirsty look he'd be getting. He's <laughs> gyrating at him as he enters the ring. Mm-hmm. And then when the, as soon as the bell rings, he gets super serious and goes into the lockup. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a freaking Big E on my Elemental Fusion. It, it, it's what, like, it's one of the New Day ones for the, the, the Fusion thing that they're doing. Cool. I was this upset. is WWE Supercard Season 6. I was upset because it's like, I've yet to get enough milk to make a Fusion, mm-hmm. but they stole my regular Fusion with that card that I'm probably not going to pro. Like, all right, fine, I guess. Oh, I came out of regular fusion. Interesting. Yeah, like, it, it has a chance. Do I have a fusion going? What do I have going? It's been a while since I touched the game. It has a chance to proc it. But anyway, uh, I don't... I thought there was something I wanted to discuss, but I guess that's it. Uh, but yeah, give me Thatcher. Hashtag find Dijak. Give me Thatcher on Underground. Mm-hmm. Give me Dijak. Give me, uh... Give me uh Dio Bat more Dio Madden, but not getting squashed. Right. Uh give me uh I don't care. Whatever. Alright, dude. Take us home. Well, if you want to email the basement bookers, you can do so by emailing basementbookers at gmail.com. Check our social media. We're on uh got a Facebook page, Basin Bookers. Basebookers on Twitter, just at Basement Bookers, at Basement Jair, at Rich There Is. And if you don't know where to find this podcast, you can just Google it or go to Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever they're calling it now. And Jair's got a closing message. As always, the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers, please.